Yo, what it is, what it was, what it's gonna be, this is the one and only, and we're back. Today I'm joined by none other than Grammy nominated, the one, the only, from South Central, Def Jam recording artist. She's worked with the likes of Beyonce, Kelly Rowland. I think she's an unofficial member of Destiny's Child, the one and only Saint Bodie. What's up? What's up? <laughs> That's to, funny. Hey, had a freestyle wig. You know how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm visiting. It's good out here. It's snowing in Texas. It huh? is snowing. I'm excited about this snow. I'm you're, about to take some pictures. Instagram for the gram. South Central. Yes. That's where you're from. South Central. Born and raised. Born and raised. So has it ever snowed in California? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's been cold as hell or hot as hell. Can I cuss on here? No, absolutely. Oh, okay, you can cuss all, all you want. Okay, good. All right, well, let, let, let's talk about you. You know, So you just signed the Def Jam. How long have you been with Def Jam now? Two years. I've been with Def Jam for two years. Dope. I want to get to that here in one second, but I want to go to the beginning. I know that you've worked with a lot of people, but I want to know about your journey. Yeah. I want people to know about you. Tell us about you. Um, How long have you been singing? When did you start? When did the, when did the, the bug bite you? Um, I've been singing since I was, what, like 14, 13, and then I started taking it seriously when I hit 17 and a half. That's when I went. I left my parents' house. I went to music school. I started getting in the club with fake IDs, oh. trying to meet producers and shit, and that's when everything just started going up from there. I just was out there. Like, at 17, that's when I started hitting it heavy. So what would you describe your music? Were you into, like, whenever you were starting, were you singing? Were you were you doing hip-hop? Were you rapping? How did that look? I was actually singing. I thought I was a pop star for mm. the longest. Like, I actually did, like, this EDM situation for the longest. And then eventually, like, as I started progressing as an artist, I became a rapper. And I didn't even know I could rap. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I was like, yo, I want to rap so bad. And then eventually I just started, like, every day, started working on it, working on it. And I was like, all right, cool, nigga, I'm a rapper. What we doing? Shit. So being from uh, California, being from the West Coast, being from L.A., right? Mm -hmm. What would you say were some of the musical influences that kind of inspired you to want to pick up the mic and go, hey, this is what I want to do? Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar was definitely a huge influence for me. Um, but my, also my old, my old school records like Nina Simone, Eartha Kid, Andre 3000. Those were some of the like. Erica Badu, that really motivated me to do music because I like how they told stories. You had to say Erica Badu because we're in Dallas, you know what I mean? This is where she's from. You know hey, I mean? Erica, look. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, girl. <laughs> you know, no, so, so you, you, you take a liking in it, you start going into these clubs with fake IDs, you yep. start trying to meet producers. I'm sure California is just like, it's not so much saturated, but there's a lot of people out there that are doing it. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, at what point would you say that it was like, this is what I'm going to do for a living. This is what I'm going to do for an actual profession. When did that start happening? When did you say, like, I'm really going to become St. Bodie? Which we'll get to that in a second. I was like, oh, that's a whole nother story right there. I, when I was 17, like, I made a conscious decision because I couldn't do anything else. Like, I felt like this is all I was good at. So from 17, I made up my mind and I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't care if I end up homeless underneath a bus or on a bridge. I'm going to keep doing it until I figure it out. And it, it worked out for me. Did you meet anybody in specific that you started recording with? Demos, um, that people that you would say like, hey, they started kind of directing you and putting you on the right path to be, being a recording artist? Because anybody could say, I'm going to do this at 17. But to actually start doing it at 17, 18, 
You don't have no guidebook. You don't have no rules. You don't have no nothing. So I know I got a fake ID. <laughs> I remember going to, um, I forgot what damn, I think it was Playhouse. And um, I met Cortez Bryant. He used to, um, I think he Lil managed just Little Wayne. And, yeah, and um, I ended up around him and his friends and his cousins. And then I ended up in a recording studio with some dude named Andrew Lane. And I was kind of in the background figuring out scrubbing toilets and oh, shit. Wow. And then I started interning at publishing companies. And it was like, it was like a, a numbers game. It's like the more people I get to know, the more I'm about, I'm about to be able to get into a certain door. And so that like, it, I worked with somebody. I was working with Teddy Riley. I was at Benjamin Wright's house. I'm like, you know what I mean? So all kind of shit happened before I got to like the end goal. But I didn't I didn't been in the game for a long time, more than what people understand. So when you started, did you always go by St. Bodie? I was Indigo. I was my real name, which I'm not about to disclose right now. (laughs) But I was Indigo. I was KK. I was Honey Bee. I had so many different names. And then about, I want to say 2019 is when I was, um, I decided that St. Bodie was going to be my name. And um, I had did a prayer. I was praying for like a year. I had stopped doing music. I was tired of the shit. And um, I got a phone call from my homeboy. He was like, yo, Bodie, come to the studio. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I ain't trying to go to the studio. He ended up finessing me to go to the studio. And I met this lady. And um, I ended up getting signed. And so, well, actually, I ended up getting my first management situation. And um, from there, I got signed in like three, four months. And then after that, I got signed to Def Jam. So I got signed to Sony. Then I got signed to Def Jam. And um, I read this book about Buddha who sat underneath this tree called the Bodhi tree when he found enlightenment. And so I called myself Bodhi. And the saint came because I was dating this fucking asshole. And I found <laughs> out he was married. And his name was Saint XYZ. I'm not going to put his shit out there, but fuck you. And um, I found out he was married. And so I told myself, I'm still the beginning of your name and I'm gonna get famous off it so I oh, named myself man, Saint Bodhi. That is a really re- I, don't, I don't know if that's toxic. <laughs> it's <laughs> toxic. I don't even care. It's toxic to- as that, fuck. But, but, <laughs> hey, let that be part of the story. Uh, hey Saint whatever your last whatever name is she about to fuck you up and haunt you for the rest of your life. You're gonna see me everywhere bro. Like, uh, but but Saint Bodhi is an interesting name because I would assume people would butcher your name. Saint Booty, Saint Body, <laughs> Bold. Yeah, it's, it's either Booty or Body, one or the other. Oh, and I'm like, man. I take the Body. Hey, Body, Eddie, Eddie, my You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's a, that's a line from one of your future records, right there. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. But uh, but you, you talk about signing to to Sony first, right? As on the publishing side, correct? Yeah. Were you all right, already writing records for National Acts at that point, or did you start doing it after you signed your publishing deal? Um, I was already in the game like I had already made enough connections to kind of you know squeeze through some doors be annoying getting to certain studios yeah. and then uh, but I initially wasn't even trying to be an artist at first like I was just writing records I got the publishing deal they was they my, my old manager put a lot of hop, hype around me so I got my little pub deal and then all of a sudden um, all the labels started hearing the music and it was like alright we want to sign it we want to sign it we want to sign it so originally I wasn't even trying to focus on being an artist I was focusing on being a writer for everybody and she just like I was like, all right, I guess, guy, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so did you have any placements in that time period? That, that Like some big placements? Like- Not big placements. I got all my pla- Well, I got my placements in that process of doing my contracts with my publishing companies. Like, because I was basically, I had like a little bidding war. So I was doing like a lot of film and TV before. I'm going to get to that in a sec. Let's rewind. You said you took time off for about a year. You were like, fuck music. Yes. Was it because of Homeboy? No, <laughs> it was, I mean... 
he didn't help. But um, <laughs> I was just, look, I was out there. I was like, bro, like, I ain't getting no money. Like, you know what I mean? I had to pray. Like, I had to really pray about it. And I took time off and I was just stuck. Like, I was just like, yo, I just need to pray. And I started praying. And then my answers, like, I got answers back. And, like, it was, like, time to move again. And that's when I started moving again. Let me tell you something. The name of the show is called Nothing Beats Experience. And the reason why I called it that is because nothing beats experience. Literally, right? Yeah. And it's those standstill moments that define uh, somebody's life and career. You know, whenever you're not moving and if you find a way to move, that's what ultimately defines you. Big so so uh, respect on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that it might get hard. And I'm glad that you're sharing these stories about, you know, make not making money off music for so long. Because people don't realize that this is a grind. Yes. And it's, it's really a job. And it's not as glamorous as everybody thinks it is. Like everybody thinks you get in the game, you're going to get rich. Yeah, no. Nah, it, takes a little, it, takes, it takes a minute. You know what I'm saying? But if you believe, you'll get wherever you want to get to. Now, you end up getting signed to Def Jam. Yep. A couple months after your publishing deal, how did that come about? Like, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm such a huge advocate for Def Jam. You know, I grew up, you know, I'm not super old, but I'm, you know, I was born in '85. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a big fan of LL Cool J. Def Jam Records to me is the most historic hip hop label, really yeah. one of the most historic record labels in the world ever. You know, just is what it is. So uh, for me, it's a really big deal for somebody to still be associated with Def Jam. How did that happen for you? And did you realize the the magnitude of what that meant? No, it was all happening so fast, <laughs> like like, like that as it all it all started happening so fast. But I had like this bidding war, and so it was like I think it was Republic, um, this other indie label. We had some Motown interest, and then I was like in the middle of signing to a label, and all of a sudden Stevo he got one of my de uh, demos. He he uh, Paul Rosenberg and Stevo they got my demo, and he flew out there like the next day had the contract in his hand and I ended up signing at a hotel. Damn it. <laughs> like, I was signed in like two days, basically. It was like a day and then like the next week I had a bag and I was like, damn, my bitch ain't broke no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm about to move to Williams. <laughs> Shit, I'm about to get a Jeep. And we about to stun on your ex. <laughs> stun on my ex with my little chains. <laughs> No, but let me, let me ask you something. Because a lot of times when labels pick up artists, especially new artists, and, you know, artists that don't have, like, a big back catalog going in, uh, you know, you mentioned you were kind of transitioning and you were kind of, you know, you took a break, then you get in, and it's like almost like the game chose you, right? You know what I'm saying? I can't get away from music. <laughs> I've tried to move to different states. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but, but let me ask you, so when that happens, was there any names that were thrown around like, hey, you remind me of a young fill in the blank I mean I'm sure and don't take it disrespectful because a lot of times when people do that they're just trying to get a pulse on where you're at but who would you say I don't see it but I get I, I love her like don't get me wrong I love Missy like I get it I, I'm a chubby little dark-skinned girl I get it you know what I mean but I don't see the correlation between me and her I respect her because she the goat but I don't see the the and then the scissor I get it we both from the hood and we both kind of like lyrical and bounce around but I don't listen to their music you know well, what I, I, mean? I, I, like, I did listen to your music on the way over here I didn't get I actually didn't get Missy vibes now that I'm talking to you I could see why they would say that yeah that's not a bad thing though I consider Missy the greatest of all time I mean she's the goat that's I what I'm saying <laughs> no, I actually really feel that way. I'm not just saying that for the camera. Like, nah, she the goat. I'm, I'm a big Missy guy, but you know, I could see it because Missy did write a lot of records before breaking out. You know, she yeah. was writing a lot of records for Joe to see and 
so on and so forth. She's a, she's she's dope, but that's really dope to be held to that standard. Um, but let's talk about your music now. So you get signed to Dev Jam. How long after signing to Def Jam did you start releasing music with him? Oh, I came to them with a project already. Oh, so they just picked it up right there? Yeah, they ain't even had to pay for studio time. I already had an album. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I already had an album because I had been writing for so, but like I had been in the studio, I think I was doing like five sessions a day for like six months straight. Oh. So like I was in everyone's recording studio and I had already like had this huge catalog of music. I just chose the right songs and I said, you know, Def Jam, we just put the album together. Just yeah, I put saw, that I saw they, they put a campaign around Flower Child and yeah. some other stuff. That was the first record. Yeah, yeah. There was another record on there. I forgot which one it was that I really like. I'll get back to that in a sec. Mm -hmm. But we talk about Grammy nominated at the top of the show. Yeah. What exactly were you nominated for a Grammy for? Um, it was a record that I did for Lecrae. It's so bad because I don't even remember that. I don't even know the name of the record. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lecrae's actually from out here as well. See, really? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I hear you, you in the home, the stopping grounds. Okay, so so we name dropped Beyonce. We, we name dropped Kelly Rowland. I made a joke about Destiny's Child, but you work with a. A lot more people than that. I think I saw ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I did Jayden a Smith. record for. I didn't work. I didn't like. I I didn't. I was. I've never met ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I mean, but, and a lot of times artists that work with people don't actually meet them. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just turn in records and they just so happen to get placed on an artist's record, right? That really, yes. <laughs> so, but let's talk about the Beyonce Kelly because I don't want to name drop and not give no like background. How did that? What was that? Um, I had wrote that that blessed record. Um, my other single, my la my latest single, and I think she ended up hearing it, and so she was working on her projects, and um, they actually just had me come in for some writing camps, and you know that was it. And then Kelly Rowland, I don't know, I think I was working with Dahi, and Dahi wanted me to come by and work on Kelly Rowland's music, so I don't really know what happened with that situation, but that's how I end up in these situations. Yeah, yeah. People man. hear the music and they well, I'll bring her in, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm coming. That's dope. Yeah. All right, so what's next for St. Bodie? Let me ask you, you know, obviously you've been releasing music, you've been doing, you know, some good, you know, you've been writing for some big artists. What's next for you? Like, what do you want, what do you project for yourself? I have a project coming out. Um, I'm not gonna name drop this project because it's gonna be a little spaz on you, but then I have another project coming out with Dahi too. Dropping two EPs and I'm dropping an LP. And then I'm trying to get into film writing. Film writing, oh, yes. so any aspirations to act? Um, I do want to act. I mean, I've done, like, little stuff, but I know I just, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, <laughs> but um, I just wrote the comic book for Marvel for Storm, the new story for Storm. Oh, dope. Yeah, so I'm, like, a nerd, so, like, for me, it's, like, I game. I game hard. I watch a lot of sci-fi. You're stuff, not a so. nerd. You're creative. Well, creative, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to kind of expand that. Like I get it. I'm a little hood rapper at at times, but I still am like I'm into art and I'm into to sci-fi and I'm into Marvel movies and and I, I video game all day. So I want to try to start expanding my brand in that way. Any so aspirations to act? I want to act. Like, I'm not going to cap. I think I just got to get the opportunity to do it. Lifetime Missy Elliott movie. You already got, you know, Shane Boy, you're right in the mix. You know what I mean? I'm speaking it I'm right into I'm going to play for her. Yeah, you know, I'm speaking it into existence right now. I'm not mad at it. Hey, that'd be dope. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, any specific buddy that's going to be on your project, any specific artists, any names that we might be familiar I with? I can't give you that. <laughs> yeah, I can't give I you that. I wanted an exclusive. I can't. I thought we were a Pisces game. I love you, Pisces. <laughs> you know I mean? 
I told we still I, we still working our contracts. I can't even talk about it yet. <laughs> I told her before the interview, I go, man, I need that blue check follow. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. You know, uh, I appreciate you stopping by the show. You know, this is hopefully an introduction to uh, all the followers that follow me. I got a lot of people in Texas, yeah, also in California. Yeah, some of your followers. Hey, man, Jack of all day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, I really appreciate you stopping by the show. I think you're going to do a performance for us here in a second, yes. which is the first time we've actually done it in, in studio here. Okay. So I'm excited. So, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with St. Bodie. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anything you want to close out with that you want to say? Follow me on Instagram. S T period Bodie, Saint Bodie. Follow me. I need some more followers. I will hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When's the project dropping though? March. March. Yes. Pisces. Yes. Is that is that the reason? No. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. label. <laughs> if I wanted, if I if I could, I'd drop that bitch tomorrow. <laughs> like, hey, uh, Saint Bodie. One piece of advice before we close out: mm -hmm. Don't date rappers. Don't date rappers. I mean, you apparently, see. apparently, I can't even date the the, the the security guards because my little heart is broken right now. Look, <laughs> hey, you know what? Though that's gonna make for great music. Y'all make sure to be looking for that. I'm so happy these life experiences give lyrics. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Appreciate you and yeah. Thank you for Not, having me. Nothing beats experience. Same Bodie, Dev Jam. Y'all stay tuned and she's about to rock for y'all. Hey. Let's go. Yo, this is St. Bodie. Shout out to First Eye Media and Nothing Beats Experience. And shout out to Dev Jam. We about to drop this shit. Love y'all. Look, have a nigga hog tied to the furnace. Bitch, you done watch his words. I'm slipping in my mental. I'm whispering to the birds. Paulie wants to crack you dirty. You fucked her in my car. Chopped her body up and spread it all over the boulevard. Whoa, that was way too close. Running through my kitchen trying to escape. Ho, no pole poles. I'm closed doors. Cold water down your nose. Water bowl. Fucking choke. Nigga, shut the fuck up. My name is Nick. Could have been Adam and Eve, even from 